Hello, 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 and a warm wicka welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria, and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. Okie so this week we've got episode 10, Wicca Envy, which I I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like this might be kind of a shorter episode. You know what's hysterical? I actually really liked this episode. Really? Yes. I mean, I don't, I didn't dislike it, but I don't feel like there's a ton to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Do you want to, do you want to summarize it for us then? Sure. So uh, I'm going to read... The summary that you've written, and then I'm also going to add a little bit of clarification. <laughs> so, Prue and Phoebes went shopping, and ooh, damn. Piper and Leo, saucy time. Creepy-ass Rex trying to spy on women undressing. Oh, and he has a mind control in his astral projection state. Good kid. Rex and Hannah try to frame Prue for stealing a priceless tiara and then for murder. It kind of works until it doesn't. Then Rex gives Phoebe a premonition that wasn't real until it was. Then they give up their powers, except they don't. And then Rex and Hannah get 86. Oh, and Hannah and Rex nearly never really existed. They stole their identities. I think this should just be... This should be the bit. I'll write the ridiculous bullshit summary, and then you can just tell the people what actually happened. Yes. So, in reality, uh, so this episode, Wicca Envy, uh, Rex and Hannah make their debut as being actual villains, and they hide, they have Rue, they have Rue, woo, they have Prue, Prue is her name. We're in the Hunger Games now. Yeah, we're in the, ree, 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 uh, Prue is framed for stealing a Romanoff tiara and then later framed for murder um, because Rex and Hannah want to separate the sisters in order to steal their power. Um, It's actually a great episode to see not only development of Rex and Hannah as big bads, but also development of witch powers, discussion of seeing how far the sisters have come to accept and cherish their powers and also, you get to see the first little bit of Leo and Piper's uh, ongoing relationship, which I think True. is very important. So yeah, we've got a we've got a good amount to unpack here. Uh, let's let's get started with the big bads. Let's let's have a let's have a chit chat. Clark, what did you think? <laughs> you know how I feel about Hannah and Rex. I don't really like Hannah and Rex. Um, I felt like this episode was like less scary in the sense that they're villains trying to kill the sisters and more scary in the sense that Rex is a fucking creep. He is a fucking horrible, horrible little goblin man. Yes. And we find this out because we ha- he has this astral projection power that lets him implant himself into people's minds and basically put thoughts in their head and tell them what how to feel and what to do and stuff like that. And not once, but twice in this episode, he uses that power to try and get women to undress for him. 
Yeah. And one of them didn't even know he was there. It was horrible. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it just goes to show, you know, sometimes you give men power and they just <laughs> abuse it. Of course. And honestly, I feel like that's like a real... It... We, we tease, we make fun of and everything like that, but throughout especially the first season, in a lot of the episodes, you see these, if you look hard enough, you see these underlying themes of just, like, fighting back against the patriarchy mm-hmm. and um, fighting back against toxic masculinity or even femininity and... It's, yeah, it's really powerful to see that in, especially this first season. Yeah. And, uh, so first of all, yeah, he's absolutely a creep. He gets this new power and... Well, I think he was working on it because it hints at it in a previous episode, doesn't it? Yes, yes, that he is, like, trying to develop it, but he's not strong enough yet. Um, this is the episode where we actually see it come to fruition. And honestly... This is like, because I do, I love when villains think. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really, really fun um, from a, a viewer perspective. And right. I loved the idea of you you have this magic and instead of just like trying to set the sisters on fire or something, you take your time to methodically work through separating them. And what I really liked that it wasn't a magical separation. It wasn't, I'm going to send you to the void and then we're going to figure out how to get out of that. It was, I am going to put the rules that you abide by from the non-witch part of you, from the human part of you, from that part of the society that we live in. And I'm going to ta- I'm going to trap you in red tape and get you in trouble with the law that you were previously involved with and morally you are going to not be able to get out of it because I'm going to set this up so perfectly that there's going to be no way that the evidence won't show that you're guilty. That's a very valid point. And um, I have two counterpoints. Um, A, you just referred to police officers as the law uh which is very possibly one of the most grandma things you've ever done (laughs) and um i think i've realized why we tend to disagree about episodes like this and i think it's because i love seeing the sisters fight the supernatural aspects in their life and you love seeing them um fight past the mundane the like not necessarily mundane in the sense that it's not magical, but you kind of like thrive on the episodes where the villains take a more personal attack to the sisters. And I wonder, because I think back and I feel like I felt like that at some point, but like, I wonder if that's something with me having watched the episodes so many times, Mm -hmm. is that like, I start to lose my appreciation for like, the deeper kind of below surface things. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've already absorbed them Mm -hmm. to the point that that's just a fact in my mind. It's not something that I think about freshly. And I think that that's a really good thing having us 
together on this is you bring a whole perspective that I haven't thought about in years. Absolutely. And to be honest, like watching this episode, I remember watching it, but I don't remember like being super present. Mm-hmm. So rewatching this episode was almost like watching it for the first time. And it was really, really cool because like the way that he makes Prue, you know, grab the date book from her bag, but it's absolute, but it's actually the tiara, um, mm-hmm. the tape from the vault, all of the different steps that Rex especially put into getting them to relinquish their powers and to separate them. It just took so much effort and thought. And I think so rarely, especially a warlock of his like lower level, I usually, we don't see them put this much thought and effort. And so it's just... That's fair. It's just really refreshing. However, he is a scumbag. He's not a... Uh, he is not a character that you go, Oh, I'm so sad that he got banished to hell. I'm really going to miss him. <laughs> Believe it or not, we will have plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the different ways that Rex uses power. Because... We've already talked about he used it to frame Prue. Mm -hmm. We talked about the fact that he used it to try and disrobe women. Um, And then I want to talk about two things in particular that will kind of lead into the last thing. Um, One is that he spends this whole episode extra pushing himself into the Hallowell's lives because he essentially seduces Phoebe. Yes. And I almost wonder how much of that he had to, like, mind control her on, you know? Because it's not like he's not attractive and all that jazz, but, like, I wonder, like, if he used any of his Jedi mind voodoo on that. And then when he does eventually invite Phoebe over to quote-unquote his place right before she steps in the door he actual projects himself and is just like you're gonna see a spectacular apartment and then she comes in and she's like oh my god it's so pretty and then she comes back later looking for him and it's completely empty and I think that that is like so powerful because it's like he was struggling like he A couple episodes ago, he was talking about how he wasn't strong enough to even think about doing this. Mm -hmm. And now he's creating entire visual... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Well, entire illusions, entire landscapes from the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And he even goes so far... Like, I think it's pretty cool the way they do this is he forces a premonition on Phoebe Mm -hmm. to make her, you know, run and be a witness to her own sister, quote-unquote, murdering uh, Jaime. And um, it's just, it's crazy because he fakes the premonition, but it actually ends up becoming real because it's actually the scene from the very end when they're facing down Rex and Hannah. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of fucks with me, if that... Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because I guess he can't it. It just takes the power of his abilities into question. You know what I mean? Because 
he can go so far as to create entire like auditory visual hallucinations like illusions and stuff Mm -hmm. he can control the will of others but somehow when he was going to give her a fake premonition her power shone through shine shined shone shone through and um like basically did give her a proper warning of what was to come i would and i think that that's pretty sick i would like to counter argument that last statement i do not think that phoebe's power should shined it through at all because i think that he knew before all of it that things were going to go according to his plan and at the end of it he was going to sick Hannah on them and kill them and get rid of the evidence. I think he knew that from the get-go. Hmm. The moment that his plan started taking form and started taking shape, I think he knew that in-game he was going to get their powers and then he was going to kill them so they couldn't get their powers back. And huh. I think that the only way that he was able to plant that premonition in her brain was because he knew that it was going to happen or he expected it to happen because i think in order to have a power of that magnitude you know everything that you put into a power is what you get out of it you can't Mm -hmm. have a good power or a strong connection or a good spell without putting high quality ingredients and intention into it and so (laughs) i think that he absolutely had to think through everything that he was going to do in order to persuade the mind to see what it was going to see. Because I think even with the apartment, I think that it had to be, you are going to see a spectacular apartment. But then the intention behind that was you are going to see an apartment that impresses you enough to continue the fantasy that you want to be with me. Hmm. That is a very interesting take. I think you're giving him far more, um, I guess... Credit? <laughs> I I mean, yeah, but not like... I think you're giving him more like intellectual credit than I was giving him. Mm. Um, but no, that's fair. I mean, they were smart enough to ba- basically take over people's identities he was smart enough to worm his way into Prue's life. So, yeah. Why not make him smart enough to pull out that entire plan? I mean, I guess it's just, like, not something we see very often with villains. We don't see them... I feel like we see the same thing, but with different outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so I guess I just never really gave Hannah and Rex a second thought because they felt like I don't know like C-class villains (laughs) yeah 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 but I think that if they had I think that if they hadn't made their move so early Mm -hmm. that they would have done even more damage true I think that they just got impatient because they were being pressured um, to provide results and I think that they panicked and it upped the stakes enough that they got sloppy. And at the end of the day, they didn't take two things 
in consideration that we'll talk about in just a little bit. And because of those two things, it ended up causing their demise and their failure. Fair enough. Well, in a lighter note, on a lighter note, let's talk about, well, first we'll talk about our second favorite couple. <laughs> let's talk about Andy and Prue in this episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's really awkward in this episode because they, what, like just officially broke up in the last episode? Yeah, they just split. So uh, tension is uh, running high. And then. Uh, and he, like, tried to arrest her last time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like things are not good right now. No. Um, and then Prue is getting framed for theft and then murder. And he's like, nah, she's completely innocent, Daryl. I know it. And even Daryl's like, dude, you tried to bust her for stealing a feather last week. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I do like it because I feel like this is a turning point. Hopefully, we will see as the, as the episodes go on. I feel like this is... Andy is either hot or he's cold. And I mm -hmm. really prefer when he's cold and when he is kind of back on his... Because Andy is a very smart person. He doesn't act mm -hmm. like it sometimes. But he, he is a very smart person. He's a brilliant detective. And he knows from experience that there are people that are just, like, inherently good. And he knows that Prue is inherently good. And he also knows that she's straight-laced enough that if she was going to, you know commit a grand theft she wouldn't steal a tiara from her place of work and she wouldn't leave a trail of bread crumbs leading directly to her yeah like that's fair yeah for sure and yeah that's kind of the most that i really wanted to talk about andy and prue is just that they're very awkward but we do get to see them kind of rekindling their old friendship in this mm -hmm. episode which I think is really nice um, because that's what they are first and foremost is their friends. Yes. And then does that mean that we get to talk about Piper and Leo now or do you want to talk about Andy and Prue some more? I will, I will finish Andy and Prue with this. I do want to just have a moment to say that Andy was really cool in this episode. He was a really great detective in this episode because uh, later in the episode, you know, we have the start, the beginning where we find out that Rex has astral projection powers. Then we find out mm -hmm. that he's framing Prue. Um, and then we find out, you know, other little things along the way uh, that lead to trouble and problems. And then at the end of it, you find out that Hannah and Rex actually, like, murdered people to get their identities. Mm -hmm. And by just, like, very simple Googling, uh, or what at the time would have been a search, like a police search database... And he's like, wow, these names match up to two people who were murdered. I wonder what that could mean. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so uh, we do have to thank Prue being freed from the legal constraints to Andy at the end of the day. That's true. And also that Andy does have a pretty glorious moment uh, because when he is looking up Hannah and Rex, he pulls up a picture of Hannah and Hannah, the real Hannah, was, like, a very nice, like, 
business casual like black lady and he looks at the picture and he goes oh my hannah how you've changed and i'm like dude andy that was that was cheesy and you know it (laughs) all right but that is that is a really good moment i love it all right we can talk about leo and piper now okay why do you sound disappointed this is the best part i'm not disappointed at all (laughs) um so in the last episode we saw piper finally got the cojones uh and asked leo out and he said yes so the very first scene of this episode which is very possibly one of my favorite scenes of any episode ever um Phoebe and Prue come home and they're like, oh my god, we did so much shopping. Um, And they're like, well, maybe we should talk to Piper about this. And as soon as that happens, Leo comes running around the corner in his socks and his underwear. And Piper is like being trailed along behind him as they're giggling and joyously running up the stairs half naked. Um and it is so fucking hilarious. I absolutely love that movie and then or that movie, that part. <laughs> and then um you know, they're just real sweet on each other throughout the episode mm-hmm. and um he like kisses her before she leaves for work and she freezes him during sex because casually. She a freak casually. Uh and um we also get a little bit of action of like we kind of get this feeling that leo might be a bad guy in this episode like they tried really hard to force that they were like yes believe believe that leo's a bad guy yeah um (laughs) but obviously he's not and he was just looking out for them and he heals the book after they get rid of their powers which is like i don't think that's how it works but i don't know the elders seem to make their own rules yeah. so it's fine yeah uh if you if you haven't fully watched charmed before and you're wondering what is going on with leo in this episode spoiler alert um you'll find out a little bit later that leo is in fact not a bad guy and he's basically an angel he's basically an angel so it's like hysterical because he's like, this is also the first shot we see of Leo using his powers. Yes. And they're so not how his powers were. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to shut these doors. Whap, 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 whap. And, uh, it's I'm just going to heal this book. Casually. Just casually. It was once a know. tree. <laughs> that works. But yeah, so if you haven't seen the series, obviously Piper is Piper. Leo is a guardian angel of sorts, and his job is to protect the sisters, and he can heal them, and yada yada. Um, And it's just so funny, because his powers... It's like, it's very similar to the pilot episode, uh, where the sisters were using their powers, but it wasn't exactly how they worked. Yeah. But it's okay. They figure it out eventually. Yeah, the writers are still figuring out um, how Leo's power works. Which is fine. Oh! Oh, you want to know what I want to talk about? Sorry, this is a complete jump. And I'm sorry, my baby Leo. I think that's all I have for you today. Um, So, Rex gets the sisters 
to get rid of their powers, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, he says, there's a special spell in the Book of Shadows. You guys are going to say that and then capture your powers in this weird old Eastern Lantern thing. Uh, I have specially procured. <laughs> yeah, and so... All that happens, but what I want to know is how the fuck Rex knows what spells are in the Book of Shadows. Because evil can't touch the book. So, at this point in time, we don't know. We do not know. Um, I believe I read something on the Wikipedia or the Charmed Wiki page that there's like a backstory that goes with that. Um, However, at this point in time... For now, it's just like, bloop. There's a backstory. I don't remember any of that. I might eat my words here in a couple of weeks. We'll find out. Uh, but at this point in time, no. We as we as as the audience have no idea. Yeah, like you're kind of sitting there and you're like, wait, but how? How? <laughs> how does he know this? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what the uh, hysterical theory is if he was bluffing. <laughs> he was like... I, Bro. He's like, I have this lantern, and you're going to do this spell, and you're going to put all of your powers <laughs> directly into the lantern, and that's how it's going to work. Why did he turn into a British fucking milkmaid? Listen, I only have two British accents, and it's either this one, Governor, or it's like... <laughs> <laughs> or, it's, or it's a very posh accent. So you either take your pick... I prefer choice A. Can you imagine if Rex <laughs> talked like that through the whole series? He goes, hey, hey, Phoebe's love. <laughs> you're going to put your powers in the lantern, yeah? And then you're going to call me back, mate. That's the only way this is going to work out. Or else, your little sister over here, she's going to be in the slammer. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you turn to Irish or Scottish or something? Oh, we just offended, like, every single one of our European listeners. No, we didn't. They can laugh. <laughs> just, just chuck it up to another thing Americans aren't good at. Accents. Look, there you go. We're the representative population. It's one of many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, is there anything else about the episode that you wanted to talk about, really? I loved that Piper... When in a serious, stressful situation. Because, okay, so there's a part in the episode where they get a warrant to come over to the Hallowell house. Oh, yes. And Andy is like, we're going to search all of your belongings because... Uh, because Andy learned from last time. Yeah. When Phoebe shut the door on him and said, where's your warrant? He said, you know what? I brought it this time. Uh, <laughs> so he steps in and they start searching. And then eagle-eyed piper as andy opens one of prue's desk drawers realizes that there's a tiara in there and immediately freezes everything and then they just continue to have to hide it and freeze and hide it and freeze because rex keeps whispering the location (laughs) in andy or daryl's ear he's like maybe you should check the pillows and then they he's like maybe you should check the drawers again. It's like for the third time. Maybe you should look up, turn counterclockwise, look out the window and down below. Look at that window. Look at that bush. Look there. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> horrible. And Rex, 
whisper. I'm going to save this uh, for favorite part or line. Would you like to say your favorite part or line before I say mine from this episode? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I would say my favorite part is definitely the uh, the Andy and Daryl uh, manner search. But my favorite line is when Phoebe calls uh, Prue uh, SHW, a uh, single hot witch, <laughs> which is definitely going in my Tinder profile, right? by the way. Right? My favorite part is also the manner scene but i love there's an interaction where <gasps> yes i know what you're where talking rex about. whispers into phoebe's ear oh you're a nasty witch or something like that no no it's it's piper and he says you're a miserable little witch yes because she keeps thwarting his plan and she goes i think i need therapy <laughs> i think i need to see a shrink and yeah she's like yeah because prue looks at her and she's like what what what's wrong and she's like i don't know i just feel like like i need to just like shrivel up all of a sudden (laughs) yeah and it's just like hysterical also witchy question why don't they have wards on their house why do they they not have protection cells like because they don't know about that yet i know they're still baby witches i know i was just sitting they're still baby baby witches and i was like y'all don't even have sacred salts on your door come on victoria's like this is rookie stuff Uh, i've been doing this since i was in diapers (laughs) i'm like where is the black salt where is the purifying cleansing oils where is your sage who taught you this it's just like, I'm like, maybe the warlock wouldn't astral project into your house if you had, I don't know, anything better than a guard cat who does their the, job, does their job, kit does yeah, their good, job. Good kit, good kit. All right, let's slip into personal gain count because there's a bunch. Oh my God, these girls. Okay, so we're adding one because, well, we should add more, but we're adding one because Piper froze Leo during sex. Um... Multiple times, apparently. Um, And then we're adding one because in the very beginning sequence, Prue is, like, using her powers to pull shoes out of her closet (laughs) while she's trying on clothes, which is, like, the most personal gainy thing I can think of. Just walk. Um, Just walk, Prudence. Right? And then... Do you want to do the next one? Oh, yeah. uh, So, (laughs) when Prue is in jail... uh, (laughs) When she's down in the slammer, uh, <laughs> she has uh, a old white man, like, kissy-facing at her, and she looks at him, and she squints her eyes, and she slams him against the wall, which, honestly, I mean, yeah. It's a good moment. I loved it. Go queen. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't make it any less personal game. <laughs> and then, also, because <laughs> Phoebe is like, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna go in there, you're gonna freeze everybody, you're gonna break Prue out, and then you're just gonna come back here. And Piper's like, whoa, well, what are you doing? And Phoebe's like, I'm standing watch. <laughs> like, yeah, thank you. And, and I want to talk about this one, because for everybody breaking Prue out of jail, I am doing three personal gain counts. One for breaking Prue out of jail, because that's not okay. One, because as Prue was fleeing jail, she snatches the cop's donut, (laughs) which is just a shitty thing to do, bro. Like, and then another one, because they had to get Prue 
back into jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I was really lo- I was really waiting on that moment where Andy is like, "I'm so glad I trusted my instincts and trusted Prue." And then he gets to her cell and it's like she sneaks out. Like I wanted that so bad just a little <laughs> bit for Andy to be like, "Well, damn it." I definitely 100% believe that what you're supposed to see in that scene is you're supposed to look past the scene itself and I can just see him like reaching for the blanket to pull it and like and that is the precise moment that like Piper freezes everything and Prue just like sneaks back in that is a 100% my headcanon for this episode yes absolutely well, so that brings our count all the way up to 22. And yes, I was serious about counting three for breaking Prue out of jail. She stole a man's donut. Yeah, the donut The donut was really not cool, you know. If somebody stole but, my donut, I'd cry. <laughs> True. But I think that's all we have for you guys this week. Do you have anything else for them, V? Nope, I think we're good. How would all you... All right. What are you thinking for a rating today, Clark? Hmm... Out of five extra projections, <laughs> out of five old timey uh, English lanterns, I would rate this episode a three because <laughs> I kind of don't want to watch it again. I'm gonna give it, but it also like wasn't bad. I'll give it. I'll give it a four. A no, I've. That's too generous. I will give it a 3.75 okay. out of five lanterns. Damn, I was not expecting that. Why so low, considering your high praises of it earlier? Well, it reads much more like a mystery drama. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And also, oh, and also, this episode makes me sad. Just because... As a little, like, treat for those of us who have watched this multiple times. This sets the tone for the entirety of Leo and Piper's relationship. (laughs) And, hey, you don't get to say that. You haven't seen the whole show. Honey, you got a big storm coming. Because it's just... It's like, I love you, I'm leaving. I love you, I'm leaving. I love you, I'm leaving. It's like... It's like that dad, uh, the dad that's talking about Supernatural or something, and he's like, oh, I really like this girl, and then she's like, oop. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh, well, okay, that makes sense. But on that note, where can the people find us on Twitter if they want to interact with us? They can find us at charmed underscore podcast. Where can they find us on Facebook? You can find us at facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod. I put up weekly uh, little snippets and such, so go check that out. Or you can look at the couple of uh, four pictures that we post over and over and over again on our Instagram, <laughs> uh, charmed and dangerous pod. Or finally, questions, comments, concerns, where can they email us? Charmed and dangerous pod at gmail.com. And feel free to send us an email. A question, a snarky remark. Really, anything. We'll take we'll take it all. And always as always, don't forget to leave us a review, especially if you're listening on iTunes. Five stars would be fantastic, but if not, I guess we understand. And
And on that note, stay safe, stay healthy. We love you. Blessed be my lovely. Blessed be.